BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, The Submissive Guide. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking to Luna KM. We ran into her at Mischief in May a couple of weeks ago and whipped out the microphone, got a nice interview with her about her project, The Submissive Guide, and all things Luna KM. Exactly. So we finally got to meet her. That was nice. She came up to me to give me a hug, and um, like usual, I didn't know who the person was that was talking to me, because <laughs> <laughs> I have a habit of, of forgetting faces and names. But anyway, I flipped her name badge because it had rolled over, and it was Luna KM, and she got an instant hug. There so, you go. Because we've been chatting with her off and on for quite a while, so knew her name. Didn't know her yet. Now no, we do. it's really funny when, when you know somebody from, and we know her mainly from her submissive guide, from mm-hmm. blogging there and that kind of stuff. And we've ch- exchanged emails back and mm-hmm. forth every once in a while. We, matter of fact, every year we invite her to come out to <laughs> Power Exchange Summit. And she'll get out here one year, I'm sure. But before we get there, we have uh, a movie review that's got nothing to do with BDSM. And also a question of the day. This time it's my turn to surprise you. Quite the interesting question because it kind of came up in our life lately. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, those can be interesting. They can be. We do our own couples counseling on the show. (laughs) That's right on the podcast. (laughs) So before I ask the question of the day, Dawn, what is the difference between, what is it when we say topping from the bottom, what does that mean? And that is not the question of the day. That's not the question of the day. To me, topping from the bottom is when the submissive gives direction to the top. And I'm going to say dominant or master, not necessarily the top. Mm -hmm. So when the submissive, like says how they want things done instead of leaving it to the dominant or the master. Sometimes topping from the bottom can be quite subtle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more not so subtle. Yeah, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's mani- See, I see it as manipulative, mm-hmm. and it's not always done that way. So if I told you I want an MS weekend and I want it done this way and this way and that way, that's topping from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Other times it can be... Well, I don't know, just the way service is given. A real master would never let his slave wear a collar like that. Right, right. Or, things you know, like that. Yeah, things like that. So, and like I say, it can be minimal, too. It can be how something is worded. You know, you well, tell okay. me to use lowercase i's, and I use uppercase i's because I think that's grammatically correct. The classic I mean, from the movie The Secretary, right? Oh. She puts uh, bugs on his, his pillow, pillow so that he'll beat her. Right. Right. And and you found that not to be of your I don't liking. of my liking. No, that's very manipulative to me. I guess it works in their relationship, then that's what works. So, but to me, that's her, yeah. That leads us to the question of the day. Dom, the question of the day is thus, how do you let your dom or master know that you're in the mood, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> without topping from the bottom? Oh, you're right. That has come up recently, hasn't it? <laughs> so, because I don't like... I kind of like to let you know, but I don't want to be demanding or anything, you know? I want it to be, I want the ball to be in your court mm-hmm. because you're in charge. So, usually what I try to do, 
is, well, I got a couple of ways I do it. There have been times that I've flat out said, Master, I'm horny. Mm-hmm. Or, Sir, I'm horny. Or whatever pet name we have at the time. You know, and I'll be flat out. You know what? I'm horny. But that's where I leave it. You know, because then the ball's in your court. Right. If you want to play with that ball, <laughs> then you get to. Right. And you know it. Um, there's times at night that I can whisper in your ear before we go to sleep. Would you like for me to taste you? <laughs> you know, or something like that. Something kind of flirty. So and... for the uh, audience's <laughs> sake, she does not lean over and say, would you like me to taste you? She leans over and says, I would like to suck your cock. Yes, Or would you true. like me to suck your cock? That She's is true. Suddenly, or are you know, in the mood? Or I don't like some... to say, are you in the mood? Because usually if we're in bed and you've already got the pillow over your head, yes. you're in the mood to sleep. Yes. <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> leads, leads a... Uh, yeah, it, it kind of yeah. gives. Yeah, no, I'm not in the mood. But um, there are times that I don't know how to let you know I'm in the mood mm-hmm. because I'm in the mood, but I know you're tired. So my service in my head to you is to not bring it up. Right. And I know that's not the right route to take. But you know, it could be that you know we've had a hard day. We've worked. We've traveled. You know, it's been a rough day at work. It's you know we've worked at the CIC or things like that. And so I don't want to be mm, an annoyance, I guess, or something like that. Well, part of the problem is there's nothing less appealing to me than when you're demanding. Right. Right. As a matter of fact, when you're the more demanding you get, the more I'll dig in my feet and say no, mm-hmm. just so that we maintain our level of power structure. Right. Um, and there are many times that I can recall where you've leaned over and either whispered that you're horny or asked me if I'd like to be sucked off or be tasted. And you do say that on occasion. I do. <laughs> and when you lean over and ask me if I'm horny, I respond by either uh, grabbing you and fucking you mm-hmm. in some kind of uh, passionate fuckery. <laughs> primal. Uh, primal. Primal. <laughs> or I will say... I'll simply respond by saying I'm tired, right. and that's the end of the conversation. Right. Or I'll respond by saying, well, after I fall asleep, why don't you take care of that? Giving you permission to self-pleasure, right? but not in such, you know, not while I'm, or, or I'll say, why don't you self-pleasure while I sit here and watch? That's so hot. That is hot. <laughs> Which usually led, leads to the that's what, for, aforementioned fucking I earlier. think that's why sometimes you tell me to wait till you're asleep. Yes. But... But by waiting till you're asleep and knowing I have permission, I know I can lay my leg against you. Mm -hmm. I know I can lay my arm against you. And it's not about trying to interrupt your sleep or anything like that. It's just kind of an acceptance of the sexuality or something. I don't know. I don't like ending my questions with questions or my (laughs) my sentences with questions. No, but it is an acknowledgement of our power exchange. Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know... You've now, as an additional, you've been told you're going to wait. You're going to wait until I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So you get to lay there and listen and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Which, by the way, does a great job of, if you're in the, a, I want a yak all night sort of mood, right. does a great job of shutting, shutting you down. Up. Because you're like, oh, good. Well, go to fuck sleep, Dan. <laughs> so there's our question of the day. Um, anything else to say about how I you... I don't think so. No, I've got different ways of letting you know. So, the, like I said, the worst one is probably when I'm quiet because I think I'm giving service by not mentioning it. Right. I think I think it's still my responsibility for handing it to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then letting you do what you want to with it and trust that you'll say no when you mean no and yes when <laughs> you don't mean no. Yeah, it is unnecessary <laughs> for you to protect you protect me <laughs> from, 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 my, your from my horniness. Hungry vagina. <laughs> Which, by the way, 
If that's not a, a uh, website yet, I'm going to register hungryvagina.com. I'm sure it's already gone. Uh, if you have a question of the day that you would like us to tackle, you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways, including writing us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or finding the got comment form on our webpage, or, which is... Oh, of course. Yes. Sorry. No, that's quite good. That's eroticawakening.com. And, uh, we, of course, we are on FetLife with a group called Erotic Awakening. Two words. So we can also be followed on Twitter under Dan and Dawn. That one's a little bit different. So Dan and Dawn, all one word. People that have gone to that website have decided to follow our newsletter, which you finally sent one out. I did. I actually put it together while we were driving on the road to the Smoky Mountains. So, and um, basically this one covered all of our new podcast host on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Not all of them. Not all of them. Oh, we have a new one since (laughs) the day before yesterday. Well, I guess it would be three days ago. (laughs) I am super excited about this new one, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because it's not there yet. But I'm really looking forward to listening to it. I think it'll be exciting. People that have subscribed to the newsletter get their names shouted out for the intern webs. They absolutely do, and one of them I'm surprised with. How long have we been on the air, and how long have they been sponsoring us? I don't know. (laughs) But who are you talking about? The Monkey King from Columbus. (laughs) As well as Platinum Bubble from St. Louis. And Joel from Atlanta. Are all subscribers to our little newsletter, which does not really have much purpose, except for giving us the right to shout out your names. Oh, I like that. But you get to send out out things. Yeah, I get to send out stuff. I try to do it once a month. It's rarely more than that, unless we have an event coming up. But, uh... Which is twice a year. Woohoo! Yes. Twice a year, I put out two newsletters a month, or, and we still had someone unsubscribe. Or, we should shout out their names, too. <laughs> People that no longer love us, exclude. No, no, because then everybody will be unsubscribing and subscribing. Oh, so they can keep hearing their names all the time. Um, uh, by the way, you, now you had mentioned uh, that we just came from the Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. What kinky event did we go out to there? We did not. We were actually very much, were we sadist or masochist? Uh, that would be masochist. <laughs> well, we were sadist on ourselves, our masochist side, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> so we decided to do some hiking in the Smoky Mountains, yeah. and that was absolutely fantastic. We went to, of all places, uh, we actually were supposed, booked to present at a kink event, tease. Oh, but yep. that kink event tease was indeed canceled, unfortunately, mm-hmm. so we had the time off. We went ahead and did a vacation, of all things, mm-hmm. with no kink, no munches. Even forgot the toy bag. We were halfway there. That was actually there. a mistake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that was It's a funny, mistake. we were I'm an sorry. hour out of town, realized I'd forgotten my wallet, and we're like, oh, we don't need to go back for it. It's inconvenient, but you've got, you know, you You've right, got I've got my ID on. and all that stuff. And we're halfway there, and we're like, forgot the toy bag. Oh, fuck, let's go back. Wait, there's, a little... <laughs> there's an adult mart up where somewhere yeah, close by. Exactly. Maybe we can get some. Yeah, no, we forgot the toy bag. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. But I did bring uh, one toy with me. Two toys. Three toys. Wait. My... I remember one being used. I was thinking my fist, my tongue, and my... <laughs> The ice bottle. Or my cock. The ice <laughs> bottle cock. was there, too. Yes. Uh, there was, I did find an icy bottle. It's amazing what you can pervert when you're deviant. I thought it was funny because one of our first, um, what is it? Uh, what is that workshop that we do? Uh, slutty Sex for Real Relationships. Yes. And that involves a bottle. <laughs> so we've come full circle. Indeed. So that was a great trip, though. It was I'm a still very nice sore. trip. Uh, although I'm still it, sore. I don't know if anyone's uh, still sore from the I'm fucking. I'm still sore, no. From the hiking. From the hiking, oh, which I is, see. I'm not as sore as I thought I would be. 
I'm really not. I've got two spots that I'm sore, but I really thought I would be like achy sore. So yay for personal trainer. When we were getting ready to go off on this, on the uh, hiking on the trails, we went into the wildlife center that would showed us the 80 different types of wildlife that lives out there <laughs> bears snakes mm-hmm. hawks bobcats. bobcats all this jazz and uh throughout the entire uh both days when we hiked i believe two chipmunks we actually saw three things believe it or not we saw the chipmunks mm-hmm. We saw the salamander peeking out from oh, under a rock the at the waterfall. Yes, yes. And on the very last part of the last hike, we saw that snail trucking it across that rock. Yes, we did. <laughs> no bears, yeah. no bobcats, no hawks. <laughs> I noticed, um, uh, and one of the places we went was Pigeon Forge, which apparently mm. is the uh, Appalachian New Orleans family friendly spot of Tennessee. Did you see my face scrunch up? Yeah. yeah. We're not big fans of the of the, uh, the Pigeon Forge. Oh. <laughs> the people, actually, the massive families massive of redneck families peoples and, were. Yeah, and driving. Uh, and... Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> anyway, uh, beyond that, I should mention Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related from over 3,000 unique products to over 3,000 unique products. They have served the sex-positive community. No one listens to this part anyways for 10 years. Yes, they do. I tell you what, Slave Bat listens because she just used the Dane and Dawn discount code and bought a strap-on from Smitten Kitten. She got a 20% discount then. Speaking speaking of the Monkey King, who subscribed to the podcast earlier... We just came back from seeing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We did. Uh, I would say that if I was going to do another podcast, it would do it would be the polyamory movie review because normally you, me, Karen go to see a movie about mm-hmm. once a month, and <laughs> we all end up with these slightly different views of how much we enjoyed the movie. True, true. But we also need to uh, do a recording of our thumbs up and thumbs down of yes. trailers so that we can remember what we did thumbs up and thumbs down to. Uh, so <laughs> the we idea, have different yes. taste. Uh, at the beginning, as the trailers roll by, we all vote via thumbs up, thumbs down, or the shaky hand, like, maybe. Yeah. And uh, for a polyamorous grouping that's been in existence for over seven years, we sure don't like the same movies at all. No, we don't. You and Karen liked the first movie, but I didn't. Right. Oh, I tell you what, we all liked um, the new Marvel movie coming out. Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Yeah, even yeah, though, yeah. Even though of the three of us, I am the comic book geek. I don't know this comic book. So Right. I don't know it either. And sometimes they're not that good, but I'll give it a try. This one does look like it's pretty good. I've, uh, I'm getting a little tired of the whole Hollywood superhero movie genre. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like them. I think they could take all the comic books and make movies. And I'd like those a lot better than the sappy date movies. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hercules is one of them that you thought... I can't remember if you liked it or not. Well, at first, the way the guy was walking, I'm like, Hercules? That looks like Kevin Sorbo, right? (laughs) It was not Kevin Sorbo. It was not Kevin Sorbo. I'm like, there is no way he's doing another Hercules movie. He's getting older. And then as it got into it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to go watch this. And they always mess it up. They mess up the graphics. And it's The Rock. Yes. Dwayne The Rock. (laughs) I'm still going to go see it because I like those kind of movies. And they just never seem to get the graphics right. The graphics on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, awesome. Yeah, yeah, wonderful CGI. So so anyway, getting back to being kinky, because the Planet of the Apes was completely not kinky. Normally you can twist it and say, oh, there's this good kinky. Yeah, there was nothing on this. There's people getting put in cages, but 
No, I don't think they were getting turned on by either, it at all. So. No. Uh, I would do want to mention, though, that recently uh, Lelia liked us on the Facebook, and mm-hmm. that we appreciate. And Brandy sent us an octopus that says, I wish I had eight hands to touch your butt with. So that's funny because I just saw a picture on our website where I'm touching your butt. <laughs> Maybe that's why she said it. <laughs> Maybe why. So, and I guess I should mention... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Coming up next is the AIS slash Korg Central Ohio Rope Group Bondage Intensive on Saturday, July 20, oh, sat, Saturday, July 19th, 2014. So that's coming up really soon. Yes. That's less than a week. Yep. So. And that is uh, featuring Lookout. Oh, nice. So, so uh, those usually go over really, really well. Absolutely. So. Head over to adventuresandsexuality.org and find out more. So we also would like to ask that you rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, like us on Facebook, or more importantly, tell your friends. Exactly. And one other thing to mention real quickly that's really important is if case you are listening to the feed and you're wondering, hey, where's Kinky, where's that BSing with Barak and Sheba? Mm. The BSing with Barak and Sheba podcast, uh, we canceled it. We said, fuck off, no more BSing with Barak and Sheba on this podcast. Instead, they have taken over their own thread, their Mm -hmm. own stream, and uh, they have uh, now they are they are the kinky and curious BSing with Barak and Sheba. Same format, same idea, but now they've got their own little podcasting thread. You wanna head over to eroticawakening.com slash podcast or the erotic awakening podcast network.com and find BSing with Barak and Sheba, which is now Kinky and Curious, and subscribe to that podcast. It's new and improved. Nice. That's going to be awesome. All these new podcast shows. Yay. Eb, so fucking lootly. So, Dawn, why do we need a guide for submissives? Didn't you learn in school how to be a good submissive? Absolutely not. Didn't your parents teach you how to be a good submissive? No, my parents taught me how to be, uh, what is that word? Not healthy? (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, sitcoms? Don't sitcoms teach you how to be a good submissive? No, sitcoms teach me to be a mommy and treat you like a child. What about your previous relationships? Didn't you get any... (laughs) Sorry. I know your previous relationships, so I know why that's funny. Oh, that is funny. So why do... So why do submissives need a guide? So because we need um, support. So there's a lot of times that um, when people find out we're submissives, they look at us funny. We don't get the support that we need. Um, And something like the submissive guide, I mean, it's got tips and tricks and, you know, blogs to read and things like that. And it just kind of, you know, it kind of like. I don't know. I was getting ready to say fills me with hope, but that's not that's not exactly what I'm looking for. I remember many, many years ago when someone found out you were a submissive. They <laughs> did an intervention to save you. They did. Now they're one of our podcast people. Yes. So, but they did. They found out I was submissive, and that was even before I called myself slave. And because they um, very much believe in girl power and very much believe in feminism, and you know, they just really thought you were taking advantage of me. So it was a three-hour coffee meeting mm-hmm. of me trying to explain what I get from being a submissive and what I get from submitting and surrendering to you. And it just wasn't clicking for them, and just wasn't clicking for them. And they're, what about girl power? What about this? What about that? Feminism. And feminism. And all that jazz. Feminism. Yeah, yes. and, and I'm like, okay. 
and it clicked for me on how to explain it. I'm like, feminism. I'm like, the whole point of feminism is that women get to make choices. I mean, that's not the whole point, but that's one of the big themes of it. Women get to make choices as to who they are and who they want to be and what they want to experience in life. And my choice is to surrender to you, someone that I absolutely trust. And that's where I get my fulfillment. That's my decision. And she looked at me and she goes, huh. Wow, that could have saved us a three-hour coffee meeting. (laughs) (laughs) So she gets it now. And that's just really, really awesome when I can, you know, even if people aren't wired that way, if I can explain it in a way that they get it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of neat. And it's nice to have a resource out there that's available. Um, Although it's quite funny that we find out. We remember Castle Realm with... Mm -hmm. with, I forget her name. Jade. Jade, with yes. Warm, I, know I, was, I was thinking. With, gr- you know, green. somewhat of a, a war memories. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people hate Castle Realm. They mm-hmm. said it was full of crap. And full of fantasy instead of real life. Right. Um, and it, I don't know if that's Gilligan's Island Syndrome, where when we watched Gilligan's Island originally, we thought it was the greatest show on Fabulous. TV. And now and, we watch it. And it's, and it's like, oh, uh, it's not so good. <laughs> or if it's more like that whole Fifty Shades thing, where mm-hmm. it's, it's not real enough for people. Right. Um, but now, but Castle Realm's gone regardless. So now people can go use submissive, gu- submissive Guide, and there's fantastic information out there. But like you said, it's a great resource. So, and some of us don't always have, um, some of us don't always have a way of meeting people in person or going to munches or going to events mm-hmm. or things like that. So having an online resource that's, that is um, trustworthy, mm-hmm. you know, is very, very important. Absolutely. So, Dawn, here we are at the Fantastic Mischief in May. It is Saturday night. The dungeon outside is hopping. People are, yes, absolutely waiting to get in. We just finished a uh, variety show. We just finished dinner. But before we go play, we finally, after years of trying to hunt down and actually be in the same room at the same time with Luna of the Submissive Guide, we've actually accomplished it. Hi, Luna. Hello. It's very nice to see you. It is nice to I see you as well. I was very excited that you were coming to present. Oh, thank you. We've had a really great time here presenting. So Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and we do have some other people watching you in we the do. room with us we right do. now. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, so, Luna, we first, and we were just talking about how did we first come across you and how did we find you. And for some reason, and I think it probably was a... There was a book review of our book, Living MS, on your Submissive Guide website. And I think that may be how we found you. Maybe you were doing the if then? It could be. It could be. I have a little, as many people do, we have a little web crawler that says, if somebody mentions Uh, my shit, let me know so I can go check them out and see what they said. I could have been as brazen as to contact you and tell you I'd done a review. I can't recall. And you know what? I kind of think that was the way, too. I think Luna contacted us to let us know. But regardless of how, you, how we found each other... Thank goodness it was a good review. Yes. Um, you, the reason that we're chatting is that you have quite the presence on the interwebs with the submissive guide. So tell our audience what, what a submissive guide is. A uh, submissive guide is a website I built in January of 2009 uh, for submissives, by submissives. I focus mainly on the novice submissive, so the very inexperienced coming from any area of the world and from any relationship type. So I cover online submission, long distance relationships, Korean way, uh, DS, MS, full-time, part-time, bedroom only. I, I try to help as many submissives as I can so that they're comfortable 
entering the lifestyle, whatever that may be for them. So what's your background? Are you a college professor mastering in the Masters of Mastering? <laughs> no, but I am extremely <laughs> experienced, and I have experienced online DS, long-distance relationships, part-time, full-time, and now I'm in 24-7 Master Slave Moderate Protocol. So, you're in, so your uh, experience comes from experience? Yes. Not theoretical? Correct. Okay, very cool. So why do we need a Submissive Guide website now? With the uh, onslaught of experts on FetLife, he says in air quotes, you know, but, but the FetLife is like got just tons of people out there with tons of voices. Do we still need the Submissive Guide? Yes, we do. Submissive Guide is there because they need that, that voice in their head. They need somebody who speaks their language. And if you go on FetLife and you join those groups, the submissive <laughs> groups, you're going to find two groups. You're going to find the cliques who say, you do it my way, only my way, and anything, anything you do that's is different wrong. is wrong. Mm -hmm. And then the other people who say, you're new, what do you know, you're not worth being here. So I want to make sure that my website says, you're welcome here, it is okay to be a novice, it is okay to be inexperienced, and whatever path you choose, it is okay. So the intent, or I don't know if it's the, the real intent, intent, but it sounds like it's more of a drama-free zone. Very much so. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel, is the Submissive Guide, as a, as a website, is it successful? Very much, How yes. do you know that it's successful? What's well, your... other than website metrics, which the first month I started Submissive Guide, I got 2,000 page views, unique page views, and now every month I get 150,000 page views. That's nice. successful. But I also get, and this is where I find the most success, is that I get emails every day mm -hmm. that tell me what my site, what I have said on my site through my newsletters, through my ebooks, through my e-courses, what has helped them, that has changed their life, that they have been able to find out who they really are as a submissive and not this cardboard box submissive that everyone's supposed to fit into, mm -hmm. that they were able to say, this is who I am uniquely, this is who I am authentically, and embrace it. Okay. So, What do you perceive as the future of the Submissive Guide? The future of Submissive Guide is always changing. It is currently planned to have a community side that has personal enrichment courses mm -hmm. that people can take and with a community side to it so you get the support of other submissives and I hope to hold webinars and I already have my YouTube channel which does really well um, so in the future I hope to embrace more of a community aspect for submissive guide so that unlike FetLife where you get all of the attacking you get the Horny net geeks who all they want to do is like, oh, look at that picture, let's hit on her. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure that for the dismissives, they feel safe in an environment where they can learn about themselves. Okay. So if I go to the website, what kind of format is it? Uh, it's a magazine theme. So you're okay. going to head, you're going to get to it, and you're going to see the the most brand new featured articles first, with a bunch of categories for helping you either look through service or basic submission or if you're looking for the BDSM and in the bedroom stuff, if you're looking for severe um, opinion, um, different views of other people, um, service, so all various aspects of service. Uh, it's very welcoming. It is not in black. 
<laughs> why start it? Why, why did you start the submissive guide? Other than, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, you wanting to have a place, but go from a more personal perspective. There's a point where you, and we, earlier we were talking about in the prior years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's very little information out there. The internet's young and new, and there's some chat groups, and people would recommend Castle Realm as the one source. And we talked about how your perception of Castle Realm, and you've done a <laughs> review on it, but what was it that you said, I need to put something out there? Because I, is it, was it that you couldn't find what you needed? Yes. Uh, I've, I've been to Castle Realm. I've been to Leather and Roses. I've been to Ambrosio site, otherwise known as the Monk site. And... Um, I could not find that personal connection. I couldn't find anyone to speak to me. Mm-hmm. It, there was a lot of speaking at me, and there was a lot of BSM education stuff, which I consider to be more intermediate stuff. You need to learn about yourself first. You mm-hmm. need to learn who you are as a person, and I, I couldn't find that. So when I had some friends just say, we really need some place that's just for submissives, that, that dominants don't prey on us, that we can just talk about things that matter to us. And that, that's when Submissive Guide, the idea, was born. Nice. So is there any value in, uh, as a, a D type, a capital letter type? Should I go there at all? Is there anything there for me? Well, of course there is. Um, any, Other than spying on you guys. <laughs> any really good D type is going to I love the fact that one of our audience members just like sat up real straight. Well, what the fuck kind of stupid question is that? Of course. <laughs> but please go on. She didn't say anything, so that's fine. <laughs> Any dominant is going to want to go to Smith's Guide because if you want to be a really good dominant, you want to get into your Smith's head. I mean, that is where mm-hmm. you can get them to do the things you want them to do. Oh, see, I had that fucked up. I was trying to get in my submissive's pants. Because <laughs> the head is where I want to start. You're you start, everything's <laughs> in the head. Everything's there. So I get, a, I get compliments from dominants, too, saying this has helped me in my relationship with my submissive because I understand now why this happens, why they respond this way. Um, but even better is I have started in the past year and a half dominantguide.com. Oh. Uh, I do not write for it since I am not dominant. Um, I have a couple of contributor authors that write every week to on the same vein as Submissive Guide. So it's not all the play and this is how you do 101. Um, they talk more about the mindset and how to do training and how to have a relationship with the submissive. So you can go both places. What, when, did, now, when did you decide or when did you make the statement, I am a submissive? Um, I think we said 2003 or something earlier. 2003 is when I found BDSM. Okay. And at that point, I was a bottom. Mm-hmm. I am a very independent, outspoken person and could not see myself submitting to anyone. Okay. But I loved kinky play, and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, I did not consider myself submissive until I met my dominant. Okay. Um, he really brought out me as an individual instead of just a kinky item. Mm-hmm. So that was in late 2003. And is that relationship still happening? Yes. We actually married three years ago. Okay. So we've been together for almost 10 years. Okay. So have you ever thought, because a lot of people I think think that the progression is perhaps I'll start as a bottom and then I realize, wait, I'm a submissive. Are you, do you, is your progression then, well, maybe I should become a slave. Maybe this is the natural progression that everyone tells me I'm supposed to follow. 
four years ago, I actually identified as a slave. Okay. Um, so I did take that progression. It is not always the way, sure. and I don't teach that as a progression. I teach that as a, this is a label you choose when you feel comfortable choosing it or not at all. And it's okay to be just a bottom or to be a submissive or to be a brat mm -hmm. or to be a pet. So for a progression to happen... I don't see that a lot. I don't. I see submissives staying as submissives because being a slave, and it was for me, is a very large step. Mm -hmm. It was. It was not just a physical. Okay, I'm a slave now. These are my new organizational rules and protocol and structure. I had to mentally wrap my head around. This is what a slave is. Even mm -hmm. though I had thought a slave was. No limits, no rules. I couldn't say no, no opinion. No, I mean, that's a I, very scary place so, to be to give up all that. Yes. Yeah. So when I went, <laughs> what happens when I say I'm a slave? Because years before, all of my friends and my master have said, You're a slave. And I'm like, I can't accept that yet. You know? <laughs> but when it happened, I realized I can still say no. I still have an opinion. I still have limits because. He has said, I have these things. He didn't withdraw them as soon right. as I went, I'm a slave. Right. So, it's, a, you, neat, it's a neat pro progression to see those when it happens. Because I had no intentions of being a slave. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a very scary place to be. And then one day I kind of looked and I went, oh, that shift happened. This, oh. <laughs> very much so. I'm kind of there now. So, <laughs> so submissive guide, I, I like how it's very inclusive. So how you've got that whole inclusive realm in there, and everybody um, it, it seems to be welcome. So yes. the question I have is, is do you have any skill-based stuff, any kink-based stuff, or is it mainly relationship stuff? Uh, it's a mixture. It's mostly personal enrichment, actually. Okay. It's, it's, the bulk of it is working on yourself, mm -hmm. whether, whether it be learning how to accept a compliment, learning how to talk dirty, learning how to <laughs> do domestic chores and accept that as a service. That's something I've had to learn. I'm like, okay, yeah, doing the dishes is not service. This is something I have to do whether you're sitting there telling me to do it or not. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how does that become service just because right. he said, you're doing the dishes now. <laughs> right. Do you know what I find really amazing, though, is that, um, and this is probably why you've got such... Um, such a mass amount of people coming in mm -hmm. is like we're craving that sort of knowledge from people that have done it yes. because when we go to events especially kink events it seems to be skill-based yes. and when it comes to skill-based it's usually the tops that have to learn mm -hmm. the skills yes you know I mean there's skills we can learn but you know that that doesn't seem they, they don't want to cater to that crowd because the bigger crowd is the tops so there's, there's people out there, there's submissives that are starving mm -hmm. for that information mm -hmm. and yes. that validation that yes. this is an okay way to be, exactly. especially in a time of um, egalitarian sort of relationships really being pushed at us. Yes, feminism has come across many times on my blog and through comments that they're asking is it okay to be a feminist and be submissive? Mm -hmm. Is it okay mm -hmm. to consider ourselves equal and still be submissive? How does that work in a worldview? Is it okay to be Catholic and submissive? Mm -hmm. Where does religion fall into this? And so I've had to address a lot of things that I am not even 100% familiar with. So in those instances, I have to 
go to research. I have to go to the books and the other websites and the right. other authors and go, here's what I've amassed to help you figure it out. And I am not the person to say, this is how you do it. I say, here are the options for you. Here right. are the things that will work for you. And whatever you choose will be the right way. Mm-hmm. So, I hear that there's some kind of movie or something coming out on that Fifty Shades of Grey thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure from a perspective <laughs> of your website, the impact is positive, right? Because you want more views. More people are aware, more people will show up on the website. But more people will ask questions, which will make people think. Yes. But I'm more curious, you personally, do you think there's a... Do you think that more people, or... And what some people are saying that kink... And, and Dom Sub becomes more mainstream. I don't know that I find that, but do you think that's a positive thing to our community, a negative thing, or who cares? I believe that in the right connotation, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. With everything, every media item that comes out, there are good and bad things about it. And we do get the good people who come in honestly curious about something they've held deep inside and not shared with anybody. And then you have the people who are delusional and think that what they're doing that's non-consensual is the whole Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. They're like, I do that. And when they describe it, it's not that. So mm -hmm. you've got the good and the bad. Um, with a lot of the way people perceive the media, especially with the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff, um, they're very honest questions. So, and I get a lot of them. I have an anonymous question mm -hmm. contact form. And in fact, I've got it, the whole Ask Luna section is on a Tumblr blog, so people can easily re-blog and share and spread whatever I say to the masses. Um, but they can ask anonymously, so they don't have to say, you know, they don't have to give their email address, they don't have to tell me who they are. And I get a lot of those questions that are like, I read this book, and some of them say, I don't even want to say because I've heard people talk bad about it in right, this right. area, and they do, and I've, I've never personally read it, I've only read the bashing <laughs> reviews of it, <laughs> um, but I have to say that any, any book that portrays BDSM, and you know, we've got the secretary out there, which also doesn't portray it in a very good light either, sure. um, anything that gets people to think about themselves is a positive. Okay, makes sense. Uh, do you find a lot of male submissives are coming to your side, or do you think they're gonna they feel under appreciated, under um, undervalued, undervalued for lack of yeah yeah. I have a decent number of male submissives. Several have written for me, so okay. I do have. I think I have about twenty essays written from a male submissive point of view um, that I'm able to share with the people. Who say. Why is your website mostly male, dom, female, sub? And I'm like, because that's what I am. Mm -hmm. So uh, I do have that out there. I'm always looking for more. So if you have any listeners that are male submissive that can write 500 words and make them make sense. You're looking for male subs as contributors or for your own personal... <laughs> Either way, I don't know. It's... For contri yeah. contributions to the I know site. just a tremendous <laughs> number of... I, don't, I shouldn't say that many, but I, I, I feel like at this point I know a fair number of people that identify as either submissives or slaves that have their own submissive or slave. Have you ever looked at, boy, I know so much about submission, I would really be a good leader in a power exchange relationship? No. 
<laughs> no. no pause at all there. We're sisters here. Yes. <laughs> I feel too well that I can, I can top in a BDSM sense, but as soon as you apply me having to deal with the relationship and the commitment that that requires, no, I am not interested in that. So I actually consider submissives who have submissive switches. Okay. So, yep. Okay. One more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. One of the weird questions that we get uh, for the Erotic Awakening podcast, so I'm going to ask you so that I can say, well, according to Luna, so Susie Submissive writes in, I just met this great guy. We've been seeing each other for two weeks, and I think we're in love. And he's going to be my daddy and my master and my lord forever. And I'm going to get a tattoo. Is it too early? You got two out of three of us biting our lips here. <laughs> I would say, yes, it's too early. Please look up on my website the articles about sub-frenzy. <laughs> here is the list for you. Um, it, you fall in love really fast when you find something you didn't know you wanted until you got it. And a lot of the very new submissives are going to be that way, and I get them all the time, where they're usually, usually it's an incompatibility they're contacting me about. Is this something I have to put up with? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, just because they're dominant does not mean they have the card that says, hi, I can be an asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to make sure that your personal rights, your, your, what you stand for gets lifted up instead of obliterated. And a lot of novices don't understand that because they have fallen for whoever first says, you'll be my slave, here's your collar. They, they mistake that he's a dominant for he's their dominant. They're, Correct. There's still matches that have to be. You know, I'm going to actually, I'm going to break the rule and ask you one more question if you don't mind. <laughs> That's I've awesome. noticed that uh, over the past ten years, the mm -hmm. shift in the lifestyle in that earning a collar is so much easier now. It's like, I'm a submissive, I'm a dominant, here's a collar. Oh great, now I'm collared. Um, and it used to be, and we used to call that the Velcro collar, right? Yes. Do you perceive, is it the, do you feel from your, from the submissive guide, but also your personal experience, are our relationships, power exchange relationships, starting, coming too fast now? Is people don't think enough about it. And, you know, like you're saying with sub-frenzy, I found this homecoming. And I totally dig that because that's what we felt like. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, it's a community of people that accept us for who we are. Yes. See the li and, and live the life that we thought's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe there, does there need to be, like, when you go to buy a gun, does there need to be a waiting period before you can put on a collar? <laughs> I hope that my website helps with that waiting list. I, I really do. Um, most of what I see isn't necessarily um, DS being too instant. I see any relationship being considered a throwaway relationship. Nobody is working at the beginnings. No one's working at learning who they are before they commit. They're just wanting to jump into the collar with them and think that that's the first step when in fact we're not teaching, the first step is actually a relationship. The collar is a declaration that that relationship is working. So you need a working relationship before you can become a collared person. 
So. Very cool. I, I like, like that. I like that. I, I do like too. I like that too. declaration. So, Luna, thank you very much for being on the show. How can I find the Submissive Guide if I was on the internet right now? You can find Submissive Guide at www.submissiveguide.com. I also have a Twitter account at Subguide. I'm also on YouTube. My channel is also Subguide. And I'm at Tumblr. It's Subguide at Tumblr.com. Sounds like I can reach out to you if I have questions or comments or concerns. You can Google Luna KM and you will find every single thing I do. I am a web slut. <laughs> Eddie Slut's okay Eddie with Slut's me. Okay with me. <laughs> Luther, it's been a pleasure to uh, have you on the podcast. It's fantastic to finally have met you. Thank you. It's been a great time. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure State Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. That was really your intro. Woo-hoo. Are you not going to sing? <laughs> no, as well? I'm not okay. singing. I don't do karaoke or anything like that. So join us each month for Fetish War Play Friday, located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. This event provides new and engaging kink classes, followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at the room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m. Immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Monkey (laughs) Puzzle Crews. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club. Or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club. Oh, and look for our Curious Monkey logo. I'm like, where's the logo? You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Bye Dan. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs>